Hey guys, welcome back to Light Charts. <laughs> we're oh really excited gosh. that you guys came back again for another you have week. To sing it every time. Yes, every week. Light so welcome, welcome. We're really excited about this episode tonight, and just to kind of Ooh. kind of rehash a little bit about um, our last our last episode and our last secret church because this is part dos tonight. No, part no Spanish. Yes, a little bit. Wow. Um, not very much. So last episode, we kind of talked about um, our time with Jesus and, and how we spent uh, and how that kind of looked. But we were also talking about going back through and watching other podcasts and just kind of hearing those as well so that you kind of get more context of who we are and why we're talking about things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You don't have to listen to like all of them in a um, row per se. Yes, you do. But <laughs> I think it makes sometimes more sense because then yeah. you can just see us kind of like evolve in that too of like kind of our style and kind of what we're saying and how the Lord kind of or you speaks can, to us. you can do what my mom did. She listened to them backwards. Ooh. <laughs> she listened to episode eight and then seven and then six or what? something like that. Yeah. Because she was like, I'm I love that. to your most recent one and then just go back to all the ones that I Oh missed. my gosh. Like, Thanks, mom. <laughs> the rookiness, you guys, of the first episode. She's like, yikes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, that's our most viewed episode. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> it's a good one. So please, if you haven't already, please, please, please go back and watch those and listen to those. So just so you can get some context more of, mm-hmm. of why we're passionate why are two crazy girls being (laughs) right being crazy passionate about this so please look at those as well and and we kind of just wanted to talk about our time with Jesus and what that looked like because we know we told you guys hey please spend an hour of your time during the week with the Lord and that doesn't have to look like everything completely to the side and some people spend their a little bit differently so it doesn't have to look the same right that you think it should look like Mm -hmm. but at least for me um, it was pretty, pretty powerful. And I, I remember I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it before I get my day started. It was on a Saturday and I sat out on the deck in our le- little bean bag. Aww. So cute. And it was a cloudy day. You guys, it was with super Chandler? cloudy. Yes. My cat out there. Aww. So cute, precious. And, um, I just, I decided I was like, okay, I'm putting my phone away. I have a timer on my watch. I'm just going to time it for an hour. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm not going to even look at my watch and I'm just going to let it go off when it goes off. And I brought my Bible out there, and that was it. And I will tell you guys, it was difficult. At at first, it was. Like, at first, I was like, this is beautiful. This is great. And then I would say maybe 30 minutes in, I was like, all right, I prayed about a lot, like, you know, and I was like, (laughs) the world? Like, do I just keep praying? And I just then I just felt like this breakthrough moment, you guys, of I literally have unlimited time to talk to him. And then mm-hmm. when I really is unlimited, but I make it limited. Ooh. Like that was really, that's kind of what he revealed. Yeah. He really yeah. did like reveal that to me. And then he also, like, I literally looked up in the sky, you guys. And I thought about all my persecuted brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and I just started sobbing. Like Aww. I just, I really did. Cause I was like, they are there <clears throat> worshiping their, like as we speak, they're underground right now, worshiping like, and there's such and a huge risk, yeah, right? <laughs> they're going strong. They're yeah. like on hour 10, no food, no water, just the Holy Spirit. Come on, live in water, baby. And I'm just like, I'm part. It's been 30 minutes, like, you know? <laughs> like, I'm getting a little cold out here. Right? It was freezing, had a blanket on. Like, so, so, like, I think privileged in that, you know? I was like, oh, man, like, this is tough. But here's the point, you guys, is that it is tough when you first do it. So... I guess I just want to encourage you in that, too. If any of you guys did it, you know, it gets easier the more you do it. But I will say, 
I mean, I loved it. And I, and I really felt as the Lord revealed to me, like, Allie, the reason why you're so like, in some ways jealous of these people who are like getting like powerful encounters with me and seeing visions and like all mm-hmm. these other things in other countries is because they spend so much of their time with me. So mm-hmm. I felt like God was saying, please, at least give me an hour. Like, you know, at least give me an hour of uninterrupted time a day and just watch your life change. And I seriously felt it changed my life a little. Like it really did because I was like, Lord, you're it. Like you're my lifeline. And so if I'm treating you, if I say that you're my savior, I feel like talking to you is essential. I mean, it's essential. Like it mm-hmm. has to happen. It ha- you have to be my lifeline. Like you have to be uh, the main person that, you know, that I talk to. It can't be other people or even listening to other people all the time. It has to be you. So having said that was good, was <laughs> difficult, was amazing. All of those emotions, you guys. Um, but yeah, Jenny, just kind of describe a little <laughs> bit more about what you learned. Oh that my experience. gosh. Yeah. So I forgot <laughs> if I'm going to okay. be honest. There we go. That's a real truth. I'm not going to come on here and be like, yeah, yeah, I had an hour where I just sat and read my Bible and prayed mm-hmm. and I cried. Like, I'm not just going <laughs> to say what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest. I totally forgot. I definitely, mm-hmm. I pray at work a lot, like while mm-hmm. I'm working, but I have such an ADHD brain that it's mm. like, Lord, I want to pray for Allie, but also like, um, <laughs> school ministry year two, like it'll just go like yeah. back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually set time aside, but I was telling Allie earlier that I definitely am not just like, meh, mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm like, there's like a hole, like I can yeah. feel it. There's a hole in my heart right now mm. that only an hour with Jesus can feel, fill or mm. more than an hour, just time with Jesus in general, because I said I was going to do something and I didn't and Uh, I didn't and I challenged you guys to and then I didn't do it. So I'm getting open and honest here. I didn't do it. <laughs> it's and, good, yeah. And I, does that make me a terrible Christian? Mm-hmm. No. Like that makes me a human. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so I've just I've learned to uh I need to schedule time, prioritize it and not be like, well, at the very end of the night, if I feel like reading my Bible, <laughs> I'll read my bed. like I need to actually schedule that out. And I almost did last Tuesday before we recorded our podcast, but then a bunch of stuff happened with the whole grief podcast with your cousin, and I was like, I'm just not going to do it then. (laughs) It makes sense. So, sorry um, to let you guys down, but I'm human. Yes. Amen, Jenny. Cut me some slack, dude. Give her some grace. struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. And you know, I love that too, Jenny, because I think God kind of set it up that way. Here's the thing. There's a free free will choice. There's a free will choice, baby. There is, right? Mm -hmm. Because God's like, hey, you could have. Absolutely. But in the same way, you guys, what a beautiful, like, compare and contrast here of, like, saying, like, hey, we're not always going to make time for God. We're not always going to make time to do the things that we say we're going to do. Like, Mm -hmm. If I always like made had a dollar for every time that I like broke a promise to like, oh, I'll do this and didn't or said, I'll pray for you. And I did not <laughs> I'd be rich. Like, let's be honest here. So I guess it just really shows us how to prioritize. Right. And it was hard. Like that Saturday, I had the option to go over to my brother's and to go hike with him. And I literally was like, OK, I'm going to do this now because I know it ain't going to happen <laughs> later, baby. And I knew that. Right. So I think, again, that's hard and it's not always going to happen. So, Jenny, I think that's really refreshing. I think that a lot of people can relate to that. I personally can as well and so I think that that actually was kind of set up the way that God wanted I know, it to be yeah. in a weird way thank you God thank <laughs> you Lord for using it right like yeah, yeah. he for uses not, that like, and also for I don't feel any like shame or good. condemnation mm-hmm. or anything I'm just like I forgot yeah like, I literally just forgot because yeah. that shows what I'm filling my time up with is not Jesus a lot of the time because mm-hmm. I'm human and yep. it's hard and yeah. sin is fun so mm-hmm. yeah 
It's good. It's yep. good, Jenny. I really, really appreciate that. Honestly, and I know that a lot of people do too. So yeah. But we're excited for yes. this episode. Secret Church Part Two. Part Dose, baby. Yeah, part Dose. It's great. We're That'll excited. Be the title. Part Dose. dose. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a promise, so I can't break it if it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're really excited, you guys. And uh we actually currently found some really awesome statistics that we get to talk about. Not necessarily awesome. Oh wait. Well, yours are awesome. Mine are, are more, you're a little bit more yeah. persecution and, and uh, tears and yeah. actually a lot of grief and suffering. That well, that's I know, right? We tend to have a contrast, you guys. Yeah, we're really excited, though, to kind of share some information, too. And Jenny, what do you have for our people to share? Um, So something I wanted to start off with, just so you guys have it in your brain, is that over 3 billion people, which is, we have, there's 7.8 billion people on the earth. So 3 billion of us in over 7,000 people groups are currently unreached by the gospel. Wow. That is insane. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Three billion people. Dang. I, I can't unreached. even. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. It really is. I can't even fathom that number in itself, let alone that number of people who haven't heard of Jesus. Jeez. And you guys, this means like they actually don't know the name. Like it's not just yeah. like, oh, they've heard of it, but they don't know the gospel. Like it's like, no, they have no idea who Jesus actually is. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of my friends, you guys went to China. China a couple years ago, and they said it was the craziest thing because they were talking to students on campus, and they said, "Okay, Jesus, do you know who Jesus is?" And they said, "Oh, Santa." And they were like, oh my God. they were like, no, Jesus Christ. Like, oh yeah, Santa, right? And they were like, huh? They're like, have you ever heard of Jesus? They're like, yeah, I thought it was Santa. And they're like, oh my gosh. Close. And he does bring close. you free gifts of eternal life. <laughs> to go, even better, he's maybe. He's not a fat man with a beard. <laughs> right. And a big sack of presents behind him. So, you know, to say, to say that and to hear about that, you guys, was just so crazy. Because I was like, mm-hmm. man, that's really sad. Like, mm-hmm. it's really sad that these people have no idea where their eternal hope and salvation comes from. That this is the only thing that's eternal. That's the only thing that they have to live for, to be honest. And that's the only, you know, thing that they have that is going to tell them who they are. Um, and so, and and that's definitely the the reality of this, you guys, of the three billion that are unreached is that mm-hmm. there's people out there who just have, literally have just never heard. They don't have the resources. Maybe they don't have the the money. They don't have the, you know, just basically where they live, the persecution mm-hmm. so high that they A don't hear about it much. Bible translations. Yeah. They don't have it translated right. into, their, into their English, into their <laughs> language. <laughs> it's definitely in English. Right, right. Into their language yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and so that's like, very you don't real. Have, like, you can't read verses. Right. Like, you can't, or a lot of places don't allow the Bible in their country. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. And then you look at us, right? And you're like, oh, English, because it's all over, right? But you think about some of the other languages, especially of the people groups that are way out there that we yeah. just have no idea about. I'm like, how do they get it, right? They don't. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part, you guys, is that they don't. And so this is why we're talking about this tonight, to say, to bring some awareness of, you guys, there's people out there that are yearning, like that are just literally yearning and so desperate and so in need. And that's part of our responsibility, too. And the harvest so. is ripe. Like, Oh, they, it is. It really they is. They want the truth truth and Mm -hmm. so far three billion of them haven't gotten it yeah Dang. It's just so crazy. Oh, that hurts me, you guys. <laughs> and we're going to learn more about that tonight. So strap in because we're about to kind of go through some intense facts, too. And and we'll have mm-hmm. some time to kind of – so for you to reflect. So even if you have a journal um, that you can write some things down, this Ooh, might be yeah. a really good time to do that so that you can personally reflect on what is being said as well. Mm-hmm. So um, here we go. So we're kind of going to start off with a, an article I found actually a couple weeks ago. And it's called charismanews.com. So if you're ever interested in looking at that, um, this specific article talks about um, 
It says underground revival in the Middle East that might take down Islam. So pretty powerful, you guys. And I read a lot about it and I was like, okay, how do I know if it's legit, right? How do I know that some of these facts are actually true? And here's what I love about it is there's a guy named Joel Rosenberg and he is the author of this article and he's an evangelical researcher. So Hmm. this is what he does. This is his career and he's an author and he lives in Israel and he's documented the, the recent um, upsurge of Christianity in the Middle East. So that's his job. That's what he's committed to. It, it sounds to me like this is what he's really wildly passionate about. And this is what he's committed his life to, you guys. And so he talks about um, kind of as he's in Israel, getting to know the leaders of the churches around there in the Middle East as well and talking to them personally. And then also he that's what he does. So he he researches um, these different, these kind of these different religions and how many people are, are being taken into the underground church, how many people, mm-hmm. you know, based on estimation, honestly, more than yeah. anything, I'll be completely exact. Which is what I was saying is even in, in America, yeah. you can't have exact numbers of this many right. billion people say they're a Christian. Right. Like, you can say one thing and not actually be it. Right. So, right. Just comparing that of just because the facts aren't 100% doesn't mean that they're not facts. Right. Yeah. And this is definitely, and that's a great point, Jenny, because I think, you know, people are probably like, what? How do you know that? But it's like, this is what he dedicates his life to. And this is where we get this research, you guys, is from people out there doing the same thing that he does. I mean, they're committing their life to doing this, right? To gaining the research, gaining the numbers, talking to other people of, you know, some of the leaders of, you know, maybe like, Islam or things like that that are converting to Christianity and saying like this is real this is what's happening all around us in our people groups so this is really fantastic so really shout out to him here and charismanews.com because Joel <laughs> shout out to Joel without I know. A shout out. it's great though and you Joel love I love those shout outs <laughs> and Joel is just one heck of a guy you guys and he just talks about kind of he just goes through all these different regions and he just and he's honest too he says that some of these particulars can be debated and some of them are not 100% accurate so just kind of being aware of that, right? But the general overview of the numbers compared to even, you know, 15, 20 years ago, he talks about that in some of these places around the world. So again, charismanews.com, super awesome resource for you guys. And Joel Rosenberg is an evangelical researcher and author. So he, this is what he does. So if you're ever interested in looking him up too, we'll talk a little bit about that. But Jenny, what do you have for us about Yemen? Yeah. So we're each gonna just talk about a few countries and, uh, some statistics that we found about them. Yeah. And I found two really interesting. And it's actually the dude that we talked about, David Platt, in the last yes, one. Yes, In the last secret church, uh-huh. his church, Radical Church. Um, they talk about, like, stratus, which is just a way of <clears throat> measuring the need spiritually for countries. And Yemen was number two on the stratus, stratus index for most urgent spiritual need. And it says that the country measures only 0.021% Christian um, and has very little access to the Bible due to lack of translation. Like I was saying earlier, a lot of the countries are yearning for that and wanting the truth, but they literally can't get it because they don't have it translated into their language, which is crazy because... It was already written into or written in uh, Hebrew, Greek, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. written in those languages and translated all the way into English. Mm-hmm. Yet there's countries like this that still don't have it translated. So point zero two one percent of they're not even one percent of their population wow. uh, is evangelical Christian. Oh, which is so just sad. very sad. And it's because uh, they face many challenges like violence. Um, lack of food, electrical supply, their human rights are not protected. 
um, and it's not enforced, uh, their freedoms and stuff. So mm-hmm. they get very, uh, like they just, none of their human rights are protected. So obviously their religious right isn't going to be protected mm-hmm. either, <sighs> which Tough. is crazy because all of our human rights are protected. Right. I mean, we don't know what that's like, you know, yeah. here to not have that be fought for and protected. So mm-hmm. dang, Jenny. Yeah. That's a really good resource too. And and just kind of learning more about it, too, with Charisma News, it talks about um, it kind of goes through all like the Middle Eastern places as well as parts in Africa. And so I'll be kind of focusing more on Africa, the region of Africa, because I think sometimes people think about that, but they don't think, oh, you know, Africa, it's not as scary as parts of the Middle East. But it's like, no, parts of Africa are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Like they're pretty war struck. Right. And they're pretty in need as well. And so I'll be talking about Egypt. Um, and so basically and, and Charisma News here, he talks about um, that reliable reports suggest that there's also a great Great revival erupting in the land of Egypt. Rosenberg declares that ministry leaders in Egypt estimate that there are more than 2.5 million followers of Jesus in their country. Wow. Many of these are Muslim converts. So to think about that too, that many of these people are, you know, Muslim, right? And they're converting from Muslim to Christianity. And so that's a big deal. And that's a big deal for them persecution wise. And they're saying, you know, even in this, it's saying that there's severe persecutions and disruptions in this area and that they have that this risk that they're taking, it's a big one, right? It's not easy. And it's not something that is going to come, you know, free. Like for us, it's like, oh, congrats, you know, or like, oh, that's amazing that you found Jesus or things Mm -hmm. like that. No, you know, no, no no risk for us, but them huge risk, right? And it might not look exactly like it does in Iran, right? Where ISIS is heavily controlled, but there's still risk for them because if they're Muslim, they can be disowned. You know, they can be completely disowned by their family. They can be killed for it. They can be tortured for it, still beaten for it, even though they're in Egypt, right? And they're not in parts of, you know, Iran, things like that. But that's still a big thing for them. So just to think that Egypt is known for, you know, for the pyramids and all this, you know, and camels and desert. But it's like to think that there's a big uproar right now for friends in Egypt specifically. And that more than 2.5 million followers of Jesus are currently in that place. Mm. And that's, you know, that's a rough estimate, but still yeah. that's huge, you guys. Like, that is huge. And thinking about Egypt, I, I don't think about that, you know. I think yeah. about so many people that are in the desert and probably unreached and and probably suffering a lot of different ways I don't know about. And then I hear that and I'm like, mm-hmm. God's in that place. Like, he is doing things there in Egypt. And it's just so beautiful to see. So I just hope that encouraged you as well. And and that was one of the, the places for me. I was like, man, I never would have thought Egypt, yeah. right? But yeah. it's happening because the Lord is everywhere. So he's on the move. Yeah, it's nice because I'm reading off more like the ones that need the help. Yeah. And I just realized that most of mine are like in the Middle East that are needing help. And then you're talking about the ones that have had an uproar, which is nice to see that it's like the there's not like there's hope for these places. Mm -hmm. Like there was hope for those places Mm -hmm. and everything. Because my other one is Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, ranks number one on the index for most urgent physical and spiritual need in the world. Wow. And it says that it's home to 38 million citizens with only 0.024%. So pretty close to the last one. Wow. uh, Evangelical Christian. And it says religious persecution, terrorism, domestic abuse, criminal activity is high with, again, very little protection from the government. So that's like a huge reason that a lot of these... Uh, places have such little evangelical Christians coming forward and saying, hey, I'm a Christian because Mm. the government won't protect them, which is just so crazy because here 
if we were discriminated against for our religion, mm-hmm. any religion, like if a Muslim here was discriminated for their religion as well, it would be protected by the government. Right. Because we have freedom of religion. Right. That That's a huge thing for the Middle East is that the government just doesn't care. Wow. They don't care because they're like, if you're not following our religion, right. you're not welcome here. Right. Like, of course, right. we're not going to protect you. Wow. Which is just insane. Wow. And it, <laughs> it really is. It is. And it's really different, too, than America. Like, I think we think about that and we're like, oh, you know, privilege doesn't exist, things like that. But if, if you think about it and that way, it kind of does. Yeah. Like, in that way, it's like we're literally protected, you guys, for what we believe. We can believe whatever we want and we're protected for it. And they mm-hmm. don't. Like, that's not that's not a thing there, you guys. And, and so to even yeah. think about just how real that is. And the fact that they can't even believe the truth. Yeah. Like, they're, wow. their country is so blind to it that they're like, no, we literally won't let you live out the truth of the Bible. And I'm like, what? Uh, and here in America, everything is protected, like you were right. saying. Like, there's some crazy things, yeah. crazy religions people believe, not mm-hmm. to condemn them, but just saying, like, how do you, like, why? Why do you believe this? Mm-hmm. And that's protected. Crazy mm-hmm. I- ideologies that yep. people believe, yet someone wants to believe the truth in a country of the Bible. And they're like, nope, sorry. Right. Can't do that. Can't believe the truth. Like, right. It's so right. crazy. But again, they don't know it's a truth, right? Yeah. So then they're freaking out about it. Like, this is mm-hmm. the only truth because it's their truth, right? They have their own truth. Yeah. Which is, which again, that's tough because for them, they're like, this is the only way. And it's funny because for us, we're like, this is the only way. Yeah. And it's hard to know, you know, kind of, oh, why is yours better? And I hear that question so much. I'm like, there's mm. so much evidence behind Christianity. Like, yeah, it is what, like, it so is much. the truth. And, and there, we we'll get into more of that later. About that, right. Because yeah. we, learn so much about the actual like realistic evidence you historical guys. historical i mean just yeah. the, the the copies and the manuscripts of old testament and, and just how many Things, there were yeah. and how many eyewitnesses there were i mean friends Stuff it's that people crazy. are finding today yeah about jesus to it's the like bible yeah it's profound we'll honestly. have to do our that'd research be, yeah, and do an yeah, episode. If you guys cool. want to see that, Woo. comment below. Just kidding. This is a YouTube video. <laughs> but let us know, though, yeah, seriously. Totally. You can DM us or uh, yeah, love that. on Instagram. Tell us what you think because yeah. we would love to prove that this is the truth. Right. Absolutely. And I think that would be a great follow-up, too, for some mm-hmm. of you because I know that some of you that are listening are like, how can I actually believe this stuff? You know, how can I actually believe that this is the truth? And it's like, hey, we're going to tell you. You know, we're going to provide some of those facts for you. But we really want to focus specifically, friends, on this one that was talking about, okay, what is going on in the world, right? Not just in America. What is going on out there, friends? And what are the actual facts about other places, not just ourselves? So that was really the the whole goal of this podcast. So having said that, I'll talk a little bit about Sudan. And Sudan's also in Africa. Um, It says this, a number of reports suggest that increasing numbers of Christ followers are emerging in the brutal war-torn nation of Sudan. Hmm. Here in the Nile River Valley, along the Islamic strongholds of Northern Africa, it is being noted that one million Sudan Sudanese have turned to Christ since the year 2000, not in spite of persecution, war, and genocide, but because of them. The estimated total number of believers in this country is more than 5.5 million people. And that is crazy, you guys, that it's not that it's easy there. Like we just talked about, like these Mm. people are rising up. It's an uproar because they're yearning. Like they're like, we don't have anything else. Like we don't know anything else because we're so struck by war and poverty and sickness and all these other things and mass war and mass genocide for what we believe that. They're do, they're worshiping because of it, you guys. And it talks about that, too. Like, persecution grows the church, man. Hmm. Like, we're seeing that time and time again, friends, in these places. And this is not just our opinion, you guys. These are facts. This is what's going on in the world around you. Like, some of us need to get our eyes up and start looking at other people besides ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It's not just about us. There's people out there, 5.5 million people in Sudan 
who are going through this and who are finding mm-hmm. the hope in the person of Jesus and her finding their savior. And it's beautiful. So I just hope that yeah. encourages you and as well. It's exciting. That's probably why you don't like actually see an uproar, I yeah. guess, in the United States, because like you're saying, persecution grows the church. Right. And if the church in the United States, not yet, I, I know it's going to come. It's coming. Know, it's coming. It's coming, baby. But <laughs> the fact that the church in the uh Western world pretty much isn't really persecuted. So, of course, the numbers are going to be stagnant. Yeah. I feel like our numbers don't really grow yeah. as the Western church. Right. But in the Middle East and Africa right. and China, they're per- they're being persecuted yeah. so much that each year they just get more and more Which and more. Which is crazy. And, more. and they have like they have random shoot-ups, you guys. And so it's talking about this, too, on Christmas News. It said that reliable reports suggest more Muslims have become followers of Jesus over the last two decades, last 20 years, than Islam's combined 1,500-year history. Like, that is crazy. Ooh. And that obviously, that's an estimation, right? But still mm-hmm. to say, like, more Muslims have become followers of Jesus. And we're not just saying Christians, friends. We're saying followers of Jesus. Jesus, like people Amen. who are following yeah. in it, like this is living intense, it out, living yeah. it out despite the genocide, despite the some of the war that's going on, right? Because and it's saying, of the and it's because of it, yeah. like, and it's so beautiful to see that that like, they're not like taking a step back or hiding, like they're like, hey, no, come on, come with mm-hmm. me, let's experience the truth in the life of Jesus. He will protect us, and even if you know we die here, it's an honor to die for Christ. And so the fact that that's happening more over the last twenty years than in all fifteen hundred years. Um, that's crazy. That's absolutely beautiful. And that's only through Jesus. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus is doing that, you guys. And like I said, it just makes me, I feel like it humbles my heart. And I pray that does the same thing for you because again, it's not just about us. It's not just about us. And I think it's, it's not actually just in America. Right. Right. I know one, yeah. I did a lot because I think the Lord was just showing me like, humble your heart. Think about others, right? Think about what they're going through. And also think about the fact that like sometimes you have so much comfort and so much ease that it's actually harder for you to see me sometimes because mm-hmm. you're not being persecuted. You're not being challenged in it. Yeah. And friends, sometimes the challenge of Jesus, the challenge of following Jesus really makes our faith so much deeper. Mm-hmm. And it really does. And sometimes I actually get a little bit jealous of it. When I hear about it, I'm like, I want to see that, you know, and God is doing that here. He really is. But mm-hmm. there's something special about that of like, man, that's insane. I couldn't imagine going through that. But also look at their faith. Like their faith is so much stronger than mine, probably yeah. in a lot of ways. And and that does make me feel like, man, Lord, I'm missing something in mm. some ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's that hole in your heart. Man. So I guess in the long run, though, we do live in America. Right. We don't live in the Middle East. Right. Why should I care about this? Ugh, and yes. And how do I care about this? Yeah, it's a great question, Jenny. Because I, I can get stuck in that sometimes of like, I don't live over there. Why should I care? Right. Like, why should I care? About, ah, this sounds terrible, about people being persecuted, but right. more like, why is, like, a f- yeah, woohoo, they're coming to Christ, yeah, right. why should I care? Like, right, <laughs> no, and I think the question you're asking, too, is, like, why is this relevant, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're saying. to me, Right, personally. exactly, and I think this is hard, too, especially if you're kind of not a follower of Christ yet, you might feel like, man, that's crazy, and that's interesting, but it doesn't really hit me personally, but followers of Christ, too, that are listening, I pray that it really does hit you deeply, um, and something that stood out to me, you guys, was Hebrews uh, 13, Hebrews chapter 13 verses one through three. And it says this, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Wow, Paul. Like, wow. These were Paul's like concluding words at Mm -hmm. the end. And just that first couple verses is like, dang, okay. Like, 
Uh, what? Not, and he's not serious about this, you guys. Like, Paul is really convicting hearts here. Okay, this isn't easy stuff, friends. Like, this isn't like, oh, how heartwarming. Like, this is him saying, like, keep loving. Your brothers and sisters are on the world. And don't forget to show them hospitality. Because seriously, legit, there are people that you're talking to that are angels. And you don't even know it. And I think, again... That may come across as a shock to some of you. What? Uh That's in the Bible? Think about in the Old Testament, you guys. Like, think about the angel Gabriel, you know, appearing to Mary and saying, hey, you're going to have a son. And think about just other places. In the Old Testament? Oh, sorry. In the New Testament. That's right. Thank you. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, But just in seeing, sorry, in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. with Noah, I should have said that. In the Old Testament with Noah, you know, an angel appearing to him and telling him how many, you know, cubits and everything the ark should be and telling Mm -hmm. him you're going to have to build this ark because a flood's coming, you know, things like that. And so just to think about it, you guys, this is not um, something crazy. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, angels. It's like, it talks about it. And the angels appear and have appeared, Old Testament and New Testament. And they can do it again. Like, absolutely. In Genesis and in Revelation. Yep. So all 66 books of the Bible, uh, I guarantee angels were there. Right, (laughs) right. And so they're present. So I guess what we're trying to say in this, you guys, is that be hospitable to people, right? Everyone that you come across, because some of them are literally angels in your life, (laughs) and you don't even know it. You just Mm. walk on by, oh, cool, that was a sweet person. Uh, Might have been an angel. Like, you know, and to not say that everyone is, but to think, you know, hey, be hospitable, but also Also, this is so important, you guys. Remember those in prison as if you were also there. That means people in the prison currently that you're like, they're scum, you know, things like that. Like, remember those that are suffering, you guys. Mm -hmm. And this life, like suffering is so hard. And there's some people that are really without hope and remembering them and lifting them up in prayer. Or even remembering those in prison. Right. For their faith exactly. as if I was in prison right, for my faith. Right, right. And that's what he's kind of talking here, too, because Paul was in prison. And he wrote this from prison, <laughs> you know? Like, remember like, me. Right? Remember me. I'm talking about yeah. myself. And saying, remember also those who are being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. And that's empathy, you guys. Like, yeah. that is literally saying, don't even feel it, but, like, feel it with them as if it were you. And that's the difference between sympathy and empathy is empathy is saying, hey, I'm going to get down there in that hole with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk to you. And sympathy is like, you okay down there? Like, yeah. I feel your you know, that sucks. But like empathy saying, oh, wow, this is really hard. And mm-hmm. I'm down here with you. I'm going to go yeah. through this beside you. And and so just really, you know, this is a huge verse, you guys. And when I think about it, I think of, wow, there's so many different ways that we can get behind these people. And yeah. just in general, the people that are really fighting for their lives in a lot of ways. And so, Jenny, what are some examples, too, that you found that would be helpful for us to kind of get behind our brothers and sisters that are overseas and just mm-hmm. struggling with this and being imprisoned and tortured and beaten? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually did just buy a book. Yes, you after, did. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't know about it until it I came didn't. in after yeah. uh, Secret Church Part 1. Mm-hmm. Of It's called Women Who Risk. And it's talk. it talks about uh, women in the Middle East who are, it says, agents for Jesus. Wow. Which is super cool because when I think agent, I think like, Perry the platypus from uh, <laughs> from uh, Phineas and Ferb and yes. how he's like undercover and he's really like yeah so <laughs> sorry Why? that was off topic <laughs> but I think of like someone who is an undercover agent for Jesus and these women who are risking their families their lives so just getting books researching reading about it doing like we mm. researched about it looked up different countries and their needs. Also on uh, David Platt's Radical.net, you can donate money to help them with resources mm-hmm. and uh, education and equipping and sending people. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool when we looked at the website, every time someone donated, uh, it would like from the bottom come up with their name. Mm-hmm. Uh 
what uh, city they live in or state or something and then how much they donated. So cool. Which is cool. So it's not just like, oh, I'm donating and nobody knows it and like I'm just gonna, yep, there we go. It's like, no, your brothers and sisters in Christ can rejoice with you that right. you're donating. Or even for a pray good for cause. you. Yeah, or you pray know? for you. Wow. Or, and then, yeah, just, um, yeah, we, a- yeah, we were actually thinking of doing our own secret church. Mm-hmm. Like how in the verse it was saying, uh, put yourself in their bodies as if you're feeling their own mm. pain. I don't know about that. I don't know really how to do that. <laughs> right. But I was thinking more of putting myself in their shoes of worship. Yeah. Um. I still need to do my one hour, of mm-hmm. course. But we, Allie and I, have been talking about putting on our own secret church for 10 hours. Yeah. Five hours. Yeah. Starting Some, with five, but then we'll go maybe even later. Yeah. Starting with, I think we're thinking yeah. about starting with five. And you guys, this this really hit our hearts. And then this is our prayer, too, that it really hits yours. Mm-hmm. And that it's not something that's like, oh, that was a good episode. Next. Like, we want it to actually, like, come into your heart and write it on your heart. Like, we want this to help change you, right? And to encourage you with your faith to say, like, there's people out that are, that are doing these radical things. But honestly, in some ways, like, it's not radical to them. Like, they're like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what he's called me to do. I'm doing it. Like, it might be considered radical to us. But for them... That's their normal. Yeah. Like, so I think in a lot of ways too, just just being able to put ourselves in their shoes and to be able to say, okay, we're putting our kind of our comfort, our ease at the side for the night. We're inviting our brothers and sisters over to worship and to read material. And like I said before, David Platt, oh, he's amazing, you guys. <laughs> and uh, he has all this content with a secret church and a lot of it too, I'm getting from some of my friends at my other church that I grew up with. And so um, a lot of that too is going to be passed on to me, but there's other ways that you can get it. You can also research it online and right now media, and there's kind of content in that way for you and from even, David. But uh, He has a podcast yep, called yep. The Secret Church and it's really good. And mm-hmm. it's just him going through the Bible and explaining it and uh, really just going in detail of it. And it was insane because I was like, this is what they're teaching people overseas mm. underground is all the details, everything, because they want to know everything. Yeah. So he's like, all right, we'll start in Genesis 1, Crazy. verse 1 for a week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. great, you know. And so we we just hope that for you, too, that whatever this looks like, friends, you didn't stumble on this for an accident. Like, the Lord has been putting this on our heart, which means he's putting it on yours, too. Like, mm-hmm. I believe he's saying, friend, get your eyes up, right? Stop looking at yourself and what's only going on in your country. There are people around you that are suffering. Pray for them. Get behind it, right? And and hey, this looks like different things, right? We're saying you can donate. You can do your own personal research, which some of you are really after this going to be called to that research. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to research yeah, it. Like that's we, did. What we did. Like yeah. we were wild Watch about it. Sheep Among Wolves. Yes. Listen to David so good. Platt. Mm-hmm. Read a book. Yeah. Yeah. And there, I mean, you really can't gain too much knowledge on this, you guys. Like this is seriously real. It's occurring. It's not some fake thing that's made up, you guys. This is actually happening. And so we get that your action step might look a little different than ours. And that's okay too. It doesn't have to look the same. But our prayer this week is how can you live out this verse in your own life? So how can you live this out of basically putting yourself in other people's shoes, right? Getting behind your persecuted brothers and sisters, praying for them. Do you want to go? Hey, I want to go. Eventually someday, I don't know (laughs) when, and that would be crazy. But hey, some of you might be like, you know what? I'm called to that. Like I'm called to go somewhere. And you know what? Amen. Like, yes, you are. The world is needed. Like out there, people are needed to know about Jesus. There's people that are yearning have never heard the name. And so in a lot of ways, too, that we we totally understand that this might look different for you guys, but we want you to really reflect on this and to kind of gain some perspective. So we're just really thankful we 
could be hanging out with you guys tonight. I know. It was so good. 35 minutes for you guys. (laughs) That was a lot. Hope you took notes. (laughs) I know, but it's kind of like in school. Like, people, like, they secretly want to know more. Yeah. That um, I'm excited for what we have next in store for you guys, which could be many different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're actually going to be recording a podcast with one of your friends from college. It's so exciting. About marriage. About marriage. It's coming. to tune into that. Uh, Don't forget to go back and listen to Secret Church Part 1 if you haven't, and just our other podcast to get to know us. And we are just... Oh, I love so doing excited. this every week. It's so much fun. It's an honor, you yeah. guys. And we love you all. And we're just, like I said, we're, we're praying for you. We're lifting up in prayer. Go do your research. Go be with Jesus. Go spend that time, right? You don't have to do the one hour and be done. Like, it's consistent, right? Like, he's showing me that. Like, just give me more of your time. So we pray for that for you as well. And we love you guys. Go do the research. Go spend time with him. And God bless. And go, go be, be the, the light. light. See you guys later. Bye. Have a good week. God bless you.